Section 5 of The Calendar and Other Verses. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Calendar and Other Verses by Irving Sidney Dix. The School of Life. Life is a school, and all that tread the earth are pupils in it. Its lessons all should learn, and few there be who escape them, and they are fools. At birth this school begins, at death it ends, and many terms there be, and faithful teachers not a few. Necessity is one, for even the babe when it first feels the cool and earthly air, and sees the light of day, shrinks from their touch, and cries aloud, herewith it doth begin to learn the alphabet of life. Then hunger comes, and so to ease itself the babe doth learn to love the things that give it life. Thus hour by hour, and day by day, it gathers knowledge at the school, but knows it not, even as wiser men, of knowledge full, know scarcely what they do. And months pass by, the babe becomes a child, eager to learn, to imitate, to know, lisping the lessons of a higher grade, repeating words of wisdom, gems of truth, that others think the little thing should know, until at length in childish innocence it leaves the kindergarten of the world, and knocks upon the door of adult life and enters there, flushed with the lulling sense of something new. The playthings are forgot, the little bells no longer please the ear, the little books no longer feed the mind, the little seats no longer suit the child, the little friends no longer stir the soul, for it hath learned the alphabet of life, and put aside the primer once for all. There is a longing now for deeper life, that fills the heart to overflow. There is a tumult now within the swollen veins, when, for the first, they feel a larger life in union close beating to its own. There is a hatred of authority and of restraint, a satisfaction now, as of a soul enamoured with itself, a soul insolvent on the rising tide of pure existence, with such a stubbornness as mocks advice and takes a happy pace securer of its own security. And like the waters of a swollen stream that leaves its early channels far behind, youth ventures into unknown paths, full-fed by surging hopes, by sudden deep desires, by wild ambitions and a thousand things unnamed and nameless, rivulets of life that empty in this stirring stream. Now would the student leave his school and play among the hills or in the valley's shade. Now would the scholar chafe at books and knowledge and authority. Rough banks that, like a dyke, hold in life's mighty stream until the floods of springtime can abate, and in a clearer, safer channel course again. So, with life's lessons still unlearned, full many a scholar even would graduate with highest honours, and in his pride and surety of knowledge be a god to give advice to those who should advise. Forth full of wisdom would he quickly go, and even issue take with all the world, but when this truant fever runs its course, this heyday of existence has its turn, back to the school the skulking scholar comes, like a whipped cur, and willing to be taught by those same teachers he so lately spurned, and left for larger things. For manhood now is here, the errors and the follies every one by the wise student surely now are seen, and in the book of life he reads with ready eye the rules and lessons, and considers well his bold instructors, want, adversity, and disappointment with her heavy hand the whip of scorn and sorrow's bitter book, and sickness's long and tedious term, and all the various teachers of the school. And if perchance these lessons be forgot, these his instructors will rehearse him well, lest he forget in later life these things, and be a dullard in the school of schools, a freshman wise in his own foolishness. So manhood comes, and so it surely goes. 
from grade to grade and term to term with all the questions and perplexing rules and devious methods of the mastermind who holds the key to all the questionings yet leaves the student to himself alone half puzzled by the figures on the dial that tell the hour when he shall graduate above earth's petty problems and shall hold a clearance to that life which is to come and whereunto he graduates perchance a better man a better man if not so shall he go again in that same grade where a laggard half asleep in school he wakes to find himself a scholar still with all the vexing problems yet unsolved which in his idleness and lust of life were left until the morrow and the sun to usher in another dreamless day so manhood comes and so it surely goes till those who here have studied to become proficient in the lessons of life shall be excused from school and left to play by running brooks and hills that shout for joy and living waters wild in their delight so is it meet that all should labour now to learn these lessons well so when the day of graduation comes a voice will say well done perfect in life perfect in death receive thy rich reward for thou hast found perfection is the only key to heaven. End of section 5. The School of Life.